0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rebel Comics Alliance. We are your symbiote hosts. My name is Sawyer, and we are pre-recording this episode. We are pre-recording because I'm going to be gone um, for the next ten days, and we didn't want to leave you guys hanging. We wanted to make sure that we had a podcast for you guys this week. So we're gonna we're recording now on a Sunday, and I'm going to hopefully rec- or upload it uh, on Friday if I have time and good enough internet. <laughs> so. It'll be up in the air. We we're got, doing this for you. We're doing this for you guys because we love you guys. And you guys are great, especially Owen. <laughs> yeah,
1: very much. <laughs> um,
0: exclamation mark. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, let's just jump right in. Um, yep. we, we wanted to do start off by talking a little bit about what we know about the Deadpool movie. I know we've talked about Deadpool uh, a little bit, but we haven't really talked much about the movie And that's mainly because there's not a lot out about it yet. But we can tell you what we do know.
1: Yes, we know that (laughs) the same actress who plays Gordon's girlfriend on Gotham is a new cast member for Deadpool. Yes. Uh, We don't know exactly who she's going to be playing, but we do know that she will be brought brought into the fold.
0: Yeah, they have have her on IMDb.
1: Do they have what she's going to be yet?
0: No, no. The only characters they've really released is Angel Dust. We know we're going to have some kind of Colossus, but we don't know who's going to play it. And we have her, um, but they haven't um, announced her name. Now, for me, I'm a little nervous about this movie. Because Deadpool has always been a great character. One that a lot of people like just because he's kind of hilarious in in, in his actions and the way he is. But the the, um, director who's directing this movie, his name is Tim Miller, and he hasn't really distinguished himself as a, as, as a great um, director, right. he hasn't done big movies. So, for him to him to get this, he, they're big shoes to fill, and yeah. I hope that he can uh, fill them.
1: Yeah, because he's a little wet behind the ears as far as his experience goes. And... I like that. Wet behind the ears. And I mean, it's just going to be a uh, wait and see. Who knows? It can be really popular. I mean, their golden cow right now is Ryan Reynolds. They're not really hanging their hat on anyone else. I mean, right. we'll see.
0: And this is going to be a way different Deadpool. Than Wolverine. what we saw on X Men Origins Wolverine.
1: This will definitely be rated R.
0: <laughs> <to Ryan> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Even from that little teaser trailer that they released, it has to be rated R. It's Absolutely
1: captured that cool, right action movie.
0: It can't be PG thirteen. Yeah, it can't be anything less than PG thirteen. <laughs> if it is, I don't, I don't know if it'll really be worth watching just because of how insane he is.
1: Well, hopefully Ryan Reynolds can pull it off. We do you know that Ryan Reynolds is. He can't be looking like his normal self in this movie if they're going to play close to the comics. And yeah. You know that Deadpool's distorted and
0: everything. And I am interested to see if they're going to talk about the kind of background of Deadpool. Um, I, I don't know where they're going to start or if he's just going to be Deadpool at the beginning of the movie. But I hope that that Tim Miller brings forward a backstory on Deadpool because it's essential to who he is.
1: Well, and we talked about X-Men last podcast about how Days of Future Past kind of wiped out the bad years of the X-Men. X-Men three. I'm wondering if this new movie is gonna wipe out (coughs) the kind of the bad portrayal of Deadpool in Wolverine.
0: Maybe. Yeah, he 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 definitely had a bad portrayal (laughs) in that movie.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not it's not something uh I I think they're they're very proud of. (laughs) I wouldn't be. But that's really all we know on Deadpool right now. There's not a lot out. (coughs) And um and you're having a cough attack. Oh, that's all right. On
1: some
0: nuts on the ha- That happens. Cashews? Cashews and almonds. Ooh, almonds. <laughs> all right. Um, you want to go on to Aliens? Yeah, uh, let's do it. They are rebooting Aliens. If you like Aliens or um, Aliens vs. Predators, uh, those kind of movies, this is for you. I was never really a huge fan of Aliens, um, but but I'm excited that they're rebo- rebooting this because they have a huge fan base. Yeah, um, that's for sure. What do you know about it, Chuck?
1: Well, I remember the first one that came out, and really the first one was the best one of all of them. And it had Sigourney Weaver, and really mm-hmm. it was kind of kind of throwback horror movie. I mean, yeah, you had one alien that took out the entire ship,
0: right? And, and we were young. And when the when the alien was born, do you remember that? Yeah, that, that was a yeah, not my not my cup of tea, really. But
1: and they tried to do a prequel here recently with Prometheus. Oh, really? And <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. You saw that Michael Fassbender was going to be in it, and you thought that it had to. Yeah,
0: Michael Fassbender. But um, <coughs> I, I know that that um, for me, the, I remember watching it the first time, and we were we were young when when it when the they even had the the one that came out in the early two thousands and. Mm-hmm. I remember being disgusted. It, it's not really my thing. Um, those those alien movies aren't really my cup of tea. I'm more of a Planet of the Apes or or um or really not as gory kind of movies. That's and that's I that's going to be one of my pre uh, uh pre suppositions going into Deadpool too is how gory it's going to be. So we'll see. I'm just not a gore guy.
1: Now, yeah, did you ever
0: watch A V P? Alien vs. Predator? Yeah, alien vs. <laughs>
1: President? Yeah, did you ever watch that? Uh, yeah, I've seen it. What
0: would you think? Um, Again. The first one, of course. Again, not my cup of tea. Really? Yeah. You like it?
1: I thought that as far as the graphics and everything went, it was directed by Michael Bay, so I thought it was pretty good, but the second one...
0: So that so that was one of the series that he didn't run into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like Transformers. <laughs> well, after Transformers, yeah. <laughs> he just got or really weird or Ninja life. Turtles. Why, I didn't mind Ninja Turtles. The one did that they came out this a to it. Um, I didn't watch it, but from the they were the big. Trailers. They were big. You haven't seen it. Um, I enjoyed it. it. It had the same kind of personality that I expected and hoped Megan for Fox out nice. of out of uh, out of um, out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And um, Megan Fox, she was a good uh,
1: April O'Neill. So, well, here on Aliens again, the same director who did District Nine, Chappie. Oh, yeah. Neil Blomkamp?
0: Yeah, Chappie's coming out. When, when does that come out? With Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah,
1: it comes out here pretty soon.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
1: But yeah, Neil Blomkamp's the guy who's. Directing. okay. And it sounds like Sigourney Weaver, who, for those out there who don't know Sigourney Weaver's, she played on Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. She played on Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. She played on the new um, Avatar. Avatar. Which it's talking about. Yeah, she she'll did. be on Avatar 2. Oh, yeah. But they're talking about Rhi and installing her into this new in series. so Very cool. We'll see. Which, of course, they have to wait until Prometheus 2 comes out. Ridley Scott is going to do a Prometheus 2. Did you watch
0: the first Prometheus? I didn't. It was I d- terrible. I didn't watch it. It
1: was bad. I
0: almost went to watch it in the theater, but I went and saw um, That's My Boy with Adam Sandler okay. <laughs> instead. Yeah, it wasn't anything great. Prometheus was terrible. That movie bombed. Yeah. I um, was
1: paying for that, to watch it on TV and then...
0: Oh, you paid it for, for pay-per-view?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. That is, yeah. That's the worst cause you cause pay-per-view's always upcharged mm-hmm. and you end up when it's not a good movie, you kinda of bite the bullet with it. <clears throat>
1: but we'll see. Alright.
0: That that's all we really know about aliens, right?
1: Yeah. I mean there's not it's just kinda new right now and we'll find out more and as we know we'll let you know. We'll post it on our website. We'll keep you keep you guys up to date. Um yeah. So
0: yeah, and this is this next thing we're going to talk about is something that everyone has been wanting us to talk about, and I've been wanting to talk about it. We've just, um, we planned these things ahead, so we didn't really have, um, have much room until now. And this is um, something big that DC is doing, and it is the storyline convergence. It's almost kind of like DC's take on Secret Wars, kind of. I don't want to say it's exactly like it because it's not, but... Um, it's, it's about time that DC takes a bunch of superheroes and villains and puts them, puts them together in, in, in an epic crossover, uh, almost. But the premise is um, that it's set on a world outside time and space. Brainiac has used his access to Vanishing, Vanishing Point to roam the history of the DC universe, using it to abduct heroes from different, lost, and defunct eras. So we'll see all different sorts of...
1: Of heroes and villains. as opposed to the secret wars it just took everyone out at the same time.
0: And it's going to be across all the multiverse. So you have this whole vast array of DC and DC different storylines and things like that. And so we'll have characters from all that. Um, And Brainiac amasses a collection of 40 cities, taking them to this mysterious world within domes. He opens them to see what happens. The ensuing chaos pits various DC heroes and villains and their historic and multiverse counterparts against each other as a villain known as Telos arises to take advantage of it all. So this Telos character is almost some going to be somewhat like the Beyonder that we saw in Secret Wars. Yeah. So I'm excited for this because, like, once again, we really love Secret Wars. So to have, have this kind of feel and kind of atmosphere in the DC universe is, is very exciting.
1: Now, is this Telos invited to the party, or did he stumble upon it and just enter it?
0: You know, I, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Let me look that up. But I do know that it is going to be a weekly book, um, starting in April or May. Um, that that it, it's going to be probably a limited series as well, like the Secret Wars was. Sounds very interesting. <laughs> I'm excited for it.
1: Not from the Funky Eras.
0: The yeah. Funky Eras. What?
1: Is that what it
0: said? Um, uh, it's coming from from. Um, Lost and defunct eras and across the whole multi uptown defunct you up. <laughs> <Defunk> you up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it's going to be exciting. I'm excited to see what's going to happen and, and what's, what's going to come out of it. Um, okay, here it is Convergence is a two month weekly limited series, and it's obviously published by DC Comics that begins in April 2015 and is scheduled to run through the end of May. Um, Convergence spins out of the final issues off the weekly series Earth 2, World's End, and the New 52, Future's End. The story involves Brainiac having trapped cities and various timelines and planets that have ended, brought them in domes to a planet outside of time and space, and is now opening them for a great experiment to see what happens when all these folks meet. Notable during this event is the return of DC characters from before the Flashpoint storyline of 2011 that led to the creation of the New 52 and that comes from a very reliable source called Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I just went in there and changed it and wrote it myself real quick. No. Um, but the main characters that we're going to see in Convergence, obviously Batman, Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, Brainiac, and, and Telos. And, w- and we don't know a lot about Telos, but we do know that Jeff King is actually writing the storyline. And we're going to see,
1: like,
0: Hoffman and I'm sure we'll see quite a few... Um, quite a few prominent DC characters um they we don't know yet just because a lot isn't released about it and we won't probably know until April about who's all going to be there and what's going to go on really all we know is the main facts right now so are you excited for it
1: I will be I think the I'm more as time progresses, that it's going to be more intriguing I think DC is really I mean there's Starting to step up to the plate with Marvel, so nice. I think it'll
0: be good. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. I mean, this is something that I'll probably, um, I'll probably buy them all. I'll probably go to the, the store and buy them every week. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. But that's that's really the big news. Um, and that's what we can tell you about Convergence right now. So you want to move on? You ready to move on? Yeah,
1: let's move on.
0: Now, this next section is a new segment that we like to start, and it is called Character Spotlight.
1: Yay!
0: Yay. You like that? I do. Straight from my phone, or my cell phone. (laughs) Yeah, because we're recording in front of a bunch of people right now. I see a dog walking outside the window. (laughs) 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 Um, The Character Spotlight this week... Is Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes himself? For those who don't know a lot about Bucky Barnes, um, besides what was in the movie, um, the Winter Soldier himself has quite an interesting background. Yes, he does. You want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, here's a little bit about him. His name is his name is James Buchanan Barnes, named after James Buchanan, the 15th president of the United States. He was born in Shelbyville, Indiana. In 1925, he is an orphan, the son of a soldier killed in training at a U.S. Army camp in Lee, in Virginia, just before the United States entered into World War II. Huh. As a result, he is unofficially adopted by the camp as a mascot, nicknamed Bucky. He takes to wearing a uniform, and becoming savvy with the ins and outs of military life, even though he's a teenager. Uh, this is where he met Private Steve Rogers.
0: Hmm. Ooh. And who is. is
1: Steve Rogers? Who's Steve. <laughs> who <laughs> the heck is Steve? <laughs> Steve. By all appearances, Steve is the clumsiest soldier in the camp. Big surprise there. This was the same time reports then that Captain America began to appear in the news magazines. Um, Bucky kind of tries to follow this hero and find out who it is. Admire, I guess. Um. In 1940, Bucky accidentally walked in on Steve Rogers changing into his uniform. Because that's vital information you need to know. You need to know that.
0: (laughs) It traumatized him, right? If you ever
1: want to find out something important, walk into someone in their dressing room. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) been there. Thus, discovering his friend was Captain America and insisted that he join him. And then he went training and all this, and then. Eventually it happened. A lot of people don't know this, but the storyline that created Bucky Barnes is a bit different. Um, The military justified putting a 15-year-old in harm's way by using him as a symbol to rally the youth of America. Eh, Yeah. As revealed (laughs) in Captain America, Volume 5, Number 12, 2005. Mm, Yes. They fight the Red Skull, the same antagonist as the first Captain America. And Captain America accepts Bucky as his partner. They fight the Nazis at home and abroad, and they become part of a duo. The duo become a part of a superhero team called the Invaders.
0: Yep.
1: Um. Keeps on going. They I mean they join quite a few groups. Eventually, in the closing days of World War II in nineteen forty-five, Captain America and Bucky try to stop the villainous Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo, which has also been rumored that guy who played Smeagol. What's his oh, name? Oh, uh, wow. We talked about him previous time. Oh, I don't know his name. Um, Precious. Uh, the Precious, yeah. yeah. That guy. That guy. He's supposedly playing Baron Zemo. If you watch the YouTube video of the Avengers Days of Future... Not Avengers. If you watch the Avengers Ultron mm-hmm. trailer... Age of Ultron. He's the guy with the beard. who has a gun in his hand. It's during the flashbacks, I think. Anyways, supposedly he's supposed to be Baron Zemo, so they try to stop him from destroying an experimental drone plane. Zemo launches the plane. Launches the plane. And I, oh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. there we go. Andy Circus. Andy Serkis. Is yes, the I
0: remember this. Yeah, Baron yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Rogers and Barnes are in hot pursuit. They reach the plane just before it takes off. Bucky unsuccessfully tries to defuse the bomb, explodes in midair target. They believe that he's dead. As you all know, Steve Rogers is hurled into the water. He's frozen, yep. and then he's in suspended, suspended animation. <laughs> kind of like Austin
0: Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then eventually he's found decades later by the Avengers who were searching for Submariner. Hmm. That's how they found Captain America, floating in a block of Um, And then later on it becomes... Known that. I mean, you find out about Bucky Barnes becoming
0: the Winter Soldier. But yeah. Well, a, yeah. Li- a little bit about uh, Bucky Barnes and what he can do. Um, a couple things about him. He is trained as a master assassin. Um, he helped Wolverine break out of the Weapon X facility. And most famously noted by him is the fact that he has a bionic arm that provides him with superhuman strength, enhanced reaction time, sensory array, electrical discharge, and he can even create an EMP from that, and he's had the opportunity he could have used against Iron Man, but he didn't. Um, He is a master martial artist, expert marksman, skilled shield fighter, um, skilled acrobat, Uh, he's in peak human condition, Um, he's an advanced scout, he's multilingual, he's an expert spy, and he's an expert assassin, so he is kind of a jack of all trades when it comes uh, to fighting. He can do a lot.
1: Also... um killed Wolverine's wife. And he supposedly Draken, Wolverine's son. Draken. Escaped her womb whatever. Oh really? As a baby. For those of you out there who don't know who Draken is, he's kind of Wolverine's son who has a lot of the same similar abilities as Wolverine. Ends up hating his dad. Yeah complex, what but Um, anyways, yeah.
0: I, I I'll look him I'll look him up a little bit and, and talk a little bit about, or we could do him for character spotlight uh, in a couple weeks.
1: Dakin. It's
0: Dakin, 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 you want to do that? Sure. All right. Well, you guys have that to look forward to then. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea, Dakin.
1: Dakin,
0: we kind of uh, need to learn a little bit about him ourselves, which is pretty cool.
1: And as uh, you know, Bucky Barnes went on to becoming the Star-Spangled Banner's
0: replacement after the Civil Mm -hmm. War. Mm -hmm. He takes up
1: the shield and
0: becomes the new Captain America. Oh, Dakin, Dark Wolverine. Yeah. Okay, that'll be cool. That'll be awesome. Awesome. Uh, And that'll wrap up Character Spotlight. Um, Let us know who you want us to do, besides Dakin. um, And we would love to hear you guys' feedback on who you would like to hear in the Character Spotlight segment. Um... Email us at Rebel Alliance at gmail.com or comment on our website at rebelcomicsalliance.com or you can tweet us at Rebel Rebels Comics or you can um, find us on Instagram at Rebel underscore comics underscore Alliance. And that's how you can find us. Um, but moving on, in a couple weeks we are going to a con Kansas City, Kansas City Planet Comic Con.
1: You know, we never got a good barbecue last time. Ugh,
0: <laughs> no, but we got good Chinese.
1: I think we should get Chinese and
0: barbecue. So Ooh, at the same time. No. Same day. same day. yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. We can get back to the hotel, order Chinese, and then for dinner, have barbecue. Kansas City barbecue.
1: And we'll send out where we're going that way.
0: Yeah, you guys can meet up us. with us. Yeah, that, that'd be go. cool. A little get-together.
1: Yeah.
0: That'd be fun. A little
1: before the the main event.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, maybe we could... Maybe we could take off Friday and then have dinner there Friday night. There we go. That sound good?
1: Now you're
0: on top of it. Now we're, now we're talking. But anyway, we're going to be there. We are going to be the guys in the Rebel Comics Alliance t-shirts. Um, our wives will be wearing the t-shirts, and Hyatt will be there wearing oh, yeah. a t-shirt. Um, so if you have any questions or you see us, um, come up and talk to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. And um, we'll, we'll be handing out little, little pamphlet things maybe or, or cards or something. Something, but come up and talk to us about the podcast, and, and really we want to hear what you think. So if you're going to be in the Kansas City area and you're going to go to Planet Comic Con, look for us. We'll be in the Rebel Comics Alliance T-shirts. Can't you can't miss us, especially me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we would we w- we want that. We we would love to just sit and chat with you about what's going on at Rebel Comics Alliance. Um, anything else you want to say about Planet Comic Con? Looking forward to it. Looking forward to. This Same is list. this is one of my favorite cons. It really is. Um, it's, well it, it's it's good size and it's not like super crazy. Um, prices it, it, are going up. Um, yeah, they are, but that's because it's there, getting bigger. It was right
1: before prices yeah.
0: And they, they have good guests. That's where I met Lou Ferrigno. Oh gosh, yeah. that jerk. <laughs> Maybe we don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> he
1: made two men cry.
0: Yes, before me, he made he made he made a man cry.
1: It's psychological abuse. <laughs> He was probably
0: in his Hulk state. Didn't mean it. <laughs> just at he just growled. He just growled. But but yeah, we love Planet Comic Con. We'll be going there. we we'll, a couple. We're trying to work out a couple other cons this year that that we might be at Denver, Denver and, and Smallville, maybe San Diego. Maybe San Diego. Um, that's more of up to our if our wives will let us spend the money. Right. <laughs> um, but. We, we really want to get out there. We really want to hear from you guys. And we really want to get Rebel Comics Alliance out there. Um, and, and, and let us know how we can bring you a better podcast.
1: Us get out there on the map?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Very much so. So we'll be doing some publicity stuff at uh, Planet Comic Con. And we hope to see you all there. Might
1: be giveaways.
0: Might be giveaways. We might. You, you don't know. It's up in the air. We're going to be bringing the heat. And you guys are going to be receiving our heat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, anyway, good for Planet Comic Con? Yep. All right. Let's move on to a segment we like to call Versus... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this week's Versus... It's a doozy. Oh, yeah. It is a doozy. You call me, Bob. <laughs> this week's Versus is Lobo versus Wolverine. Um, now, want to start out talking about Lobo? Yeah, go
1: ahead.
0: All right, um... Lobo was first introduced in 1983 in Omega man number three. Um, some, some notable things that Lobo did he really he literally killed off most of his race so that way he could be the only one left of his race. He has superhuman strength he's been able to challenge Superman um, he can go without food he can go without air um, and he can he can go um, underwater for a long time. Uh, no big deal, really. He, he's practically immortal. Um, he has a hyper-advanced healing factor. Um, stronger than Wolverines. He, stronger. he can resurrect from a pool of blood. Yep. Um, and mainly that's because he has been cursed not to die. Because neither heaven or hell will accept him. Yep. So um, he's kind of cursed to live, a, live his life um, and never die. Um, he u- usually carries around a hook and a chain, um, but he prefers hand-to-hand, uh, combat, much like Wolverine. Is it like a gut
1: hook? Because, yeah, it's, it's like a, a, a hook? gut hook
0: on, on a chain and he swings yeah. it around. Um, it, he has a high level of fighting abil- ability because he, he is immortal. He's been around a long time.
1: He's
0: a very immortal. Um, many people, he can beat Drax the Destroyer. Um, we've seen that in a few different grudge matches. Um, and his healing factor is... Is pretty fast. Um, unlike Wolverine, where his healing factor depends on how much inflicted damage there was, mm-hmm. um, because what, he got hurt so bad one time that he was out for like two months. Really, um, Lobo can be um, <laughs> completely down to nothing and can resurrect from that pretty fast, almost almost instantly. Um, so that's that's one area where where Lobo's kind of has the upper hand um, on Wolverine and Lobo. Um, he's a bounty hunter, and he was kind of created to be DC's Wolverine, except they made him more
1: a lot more powerful. A lot
0: more powerful so,
1: well, see the thing I have with Wolverine is you go look through comics, and you look through accounts of his <coughs> feats. Boy, his abilities, as far as strength go, they vary. I mean, when he resurrects, he doesn't come back the same all the time. Sometimes they say that he doesn't come back much stronger than a human. Really? And then, yeah. And then other times when he comes back... I didn't read that. He has extreme powers where he rivals Superman in strength. So, I mean, he's got a... It's called like an intergalactic motorcycle or something that can go through space and time. Oh, that's cool. Um, He can't, like you said before, he doesn't really need oxygen. He can just breathe in space. He can be in a vacuum of space without having to need anything.
0: And that's powerful in itself.
1: It is. Because, I mean, you look at the extreme temperatures that you experience in space and unphasing unphasing themselves mm-hmm. and i mean logo like you said um cool blood his cells redevelop themselves his cells almost go through like a mitosis where they build him up right cell replication and it's said that after a cool blood that he actually can generate more than one copy of himself that oh, actually there really was, yeah that there was a plant full of himself and then they killed themselves down to the original Lobo that we know about. So that's he had to a, kill himself off. That's to intense. The only one of himself. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, as far as Wolverine goes, he's got a good healing factor, but I don't know healing Which factor, would be which
0: would be very helpful in really fighting anyone else but Lobo. Um,
1: <laughs> so honestly, Wolverine's adamantium skeleton is probably what's gonna right. save him because he's not gonna just get ripped apart.
0: Um. And he has well-honed senses, almost to the point that he can smell uh, emotions. (laughs) They're they're, they're that strong. Um, He's expert in nearly every form of martial arts. Um, Like you said, he has a strong healing factor. And his his structure makes him virtually indestructible. Um, There are certain materials that suppress uh, Wolverine's healing factor, such as carbonadium uh, and a katana of mystic origin called the Muramasa blade, in which Cyclops Scott Summers um, holds, and, oh. he, and he, he he holds that because um, um, he's the one guy who wouldn't hesitate to use it if he needed to. Well, yeah. They hate so each other. yeah. So that's what that's why Wolverine gave it to him. Um, was that if if Wolverine needs to be taken out, Scott, Scott Summers. Summers will do
1: it. Well, and then you have Lobo, who, as far as like acute senses go. Not only does he have that, but he can smell and detect people from galaxies. Right. right. Yep. I mean, you talk about Wolverine times a billion. That's what that's what Lobo was created. Mm-hmm. And DC kind of went above and beyond uh-huh. what Marvel did.
0: Yeah. And And even though Wolverine does have advanced agility and reflexes, mm-hmm. Wolverine can die. We've seen wow. that this year or this past year. Wolverine can die. They killed him off. Where Lobo cannot die because he is virtually cursed to never die.
1: Um, and you have Wolverine, who at his peak conditions are probably somewhere around the Captain America range. Mm-hmm. He might be above Captain America in a few, but below him in another few. I mean, Wolverine's only, what, 5'3?
0: Yeah, he's short.
1: And he's very small. Yeah,
0: they had to do uh, special camera angles on Hugh Jackman to make him seem shorter because Hugh Jackman's 6'2. 6'2, yeah. Right? Yeah, so. And that's really. That's
1: a small guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which, which, well, that makes him more agile and fast, but the fact that that Lobo, he he has the brute strength and that regenerative healing factor.
1: Now, what has Lobo done? I mean, you said that he's... What's some of his feats that he's
0: done? Some of Lobo's feats? Well, he killed off his entire human Human race. race. Um, um, He's also um, been pitted against um, Superman? Superman, and he was able to... Um hold himself almost to the point where he almost beat Superman, which is pretty powerful yeah. um, besides that, I'm not really sure I have to look some up for
1: you, but I mean we know that Wolverine defeated the Hulk which that in itself is a I mean that's a huge feat to be able to do that. Wolverine's kind of overachieved for what his powers truly are. yeah um, Wolverine's strength really they say it, it's below two tons. Yeah. But it's around that range. Hmm. Um, you're talking about Lobo. I know Lobo, His I'd say most consistently, he's probably a superhuman strength far beyond Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, most of the times, for most accounts, he was more powerful than your average superhero. But you have Wolverine who really doesn't really have anything that yeah. jumps off the page at you.
0: So do we want to say who we think our winner would be?
1: It's pretty... Yeah.
0: obvious three yeah. two one lobo. lobo absolutely um so let us know what you think if you disagree or we miss something or, or or you think we're just idiots let us know um we'll take it with a grain of salt <laughs>
1: we'll take <it> yes <laughs> we'll also um we'll post some some good comics where you can see some of their feats of strength.
0: And I tried to get a poll posted on this one as well as last week's, but we, we're kind of having a little problem with with the website. We've talked to our website developer. Um, he's going to be working out some of those kinks, uh, so hopefully we'll get them up um, so, so that way you guys can go on our website and vote because we had, we had a pretty good turnout for the Mace Windu Obi-Wan battle. Um,
1: what was the poll? What's the standing on this? So the standing.
0: It last time I looked, it was around 50-50. I could give you an update real quick if yeah. you want to go on and introduce our next segment.
1: Yeah. So for our next segment, it's our most powerful villain top five. Top five. Top five segment. Our most powerful villains.
0: This is good. This this should be a highly anticipated top five.
1: Yeah. It's pretty. I mean, there's some. There's a line where you draw, and these are the top names that come
0: up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I'm sure some of them are going to be, be be obvious, but at the same time, it's going to be there's some a good few.
1: stuff. Yeah, there's about one or two names on here that might surprise some
0: people. Okay, it is 57 percent Obi Wan and 43 percent Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. So pretty close.
1: You got some smart fans. <laughs> <laughs> Except oh. for Brian's kid. Brian's kid's smart.
0: Gorilla Grodd should eat their brains, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'd be lucky to eat them.
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay, anyway, top five most powerful villains. I'll go first then. Uh, my number five is, a lot of people have him higher on their list, but I don't because I have a biased opinion towards some of these. My number five is the Anti-Monitor, uh, mainly because he has unmeasurable strength, un- unmeasurable durability, and he can absorb universes. He's done so much. He's, he's killed so many. He deserves to be on the top five. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> in my number five, I've got Dark Side DC character. Um, Dark Side is a being whose strength is in an, and invulnerability,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I mean he can only be challenged from people like Superman, Doomsday, Orion. Right. Um, he can move at great speeds. He's been able to catch Superman off guard.
0: Hmm.
1: Um. He has his vision.
0: The he Omega called, Force?
1: The Omega Force. The
0: Omega Force, yeah. The Omega
1: Beam, the Omega Beam. Yeah. And that's super powerful. I mean, he has telepathy, telekinesis.
0: Immortality.
1: He can create sonic avatars.
0: Genius level
1: intellect. He's immortal. Oh, man. So he's lived for several thousand, several hundred thousand years. Mm-hmm. Um, he rarely engages himself, though. Yeah, I mean, he usually has people doing his bidding.
0: Well, that's because he has that high level of intellect to the point where um, he's almost like a fan of yeah. the Marvel universe. Yeah, he has minions doing mm-hmm. his work pretty much. The powerful minions. Um. Yeah. So, right. number my, four, my number four, I had was Dark Side. <laughs> he was my number four uh, for for the same reasons we just talked about. He can his his level of intellect. Um, amassed with his brute strength allows him to be on the top five and his, his, his willingness to, to kill and not really care or show Mm -hmm. emotion puts, puts him on the top five. So. All right.
1: My number four. Yeah. I have Thanos. Thanos.
0: With the gauntlet or without?
1: Without the gauntlet. If he had the gauntlet. Without without, (laughs) Without the gauntlet. With the gauntlet. I don't know if there's anybody who's more powerful. Yeah, he'd
0: be higher on the list, right?
1: Oh, yeah. He'd be number one or two.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Thanos is a mutant member of the race of superhumans called the Titan Eternals. Titanian Eternals. Um, he possesses abilities common to the Eternals. they amplified to a degree. Um, we read the book, the comic, The Thanos Rising. Yep. We found out that. From he Titan. Was,
0: He's from Titan. Yeah.
1: The moon. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's super powerful. He's kind of exiled at a young age, but he he definitely had to prove himself through darker senses. Mm-hmm. Um, he has superhuman strength, stamina, durability. He can absorb and project vast quantities of com- cosmic energy, capable of telekinesis, telepathy. He has the ability of matter mani- manipulation. Matter
0: manipulation?
1: Yeah. Dang. Like apocalypse. Um, yeah. Accomplished hand-to-hand combatant. Um, He more... He's like Darkstack. He uses events and people to kind of play out what he wants. He doesn't really Mm -hmm. fight too much. All right. Is that it? Yeah.
0: My number three? For number three, I had Doomsday. A lot of people have him higher up on the list, but just the sheer fact that he was able to defeat Superman puts him up there. Um, And since we're talking about most powerful... Supervillains, not most popular supervillains. Um, I have to have Doomsday up there because he's because he's very powerful. Some of his abilities, he has superhuman strength, superhuman speed, superhuman endurance, superhuman agility. He has a healing factor. He has invulnerability. He has a reactive adaptation and evolutionary ca- camouflage. Um, can't die the same way twice. He, he's, he's the ultimate killing machine, and he's willing to do it. He's um, a nightmare. Yeah, he first... His first appearance was in Superman: The Man of Steel number seventeen as a cameo, and his first full appearance was Superman: The Man of Steel number eighteen, created by Dan Jurgens. Um, and plus he looks awesome. He, <laughs> he's I'm pretty waiting. he's pretty cool. Um, and, and he is ancient Kryptonian. Um, so he his place of origin is Krypton.
1: But he was born through like a lab, wasn't he? Yeah, his creation.
0: Um, no, he, he has uh, he has quite a bit of repertoire. In DC Comics, mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: so he's a hunter. Um, so he he looks looks for ways to to, to bring. A, What's
1: his intelligence?
0: Um, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. I I mean, I would imagine he would he would have to be pretty smart. You think so? Or but yes, he's, but he's more primal. of a brute kind of a yeah. oh, kind six. of a, yeah. Um. I'm not, I'm not sure about his intellect. Oh wait, um, let me see. Yeah, I don't know. Never mind. But oh wait, yes, I do know. Um, he has um, he has um, this kind of newfound intelligence. Um, he doomsday. He's managed to escape different places, and he knows his way around the universe. Uh, with the ability um to return to Earth to to find Superman and um. Is that how yeah, yeah, that's what he's known for most.
1: Doomsday is like his goal
0: in is to Superman. Um, it's, it's um maybe. Because I
1: know they really try to play that up in like movies. In well, other he's and he's try to make it to where he's trying to wipe out. I, I think
0: it's, it's more more he's wanting to wipe out like the Justice League as a whole as well. Um, yeah, Doomsday. Um,
1: but he doesn't have an alliance though.
0: Does, doesn't he um has- no he has he has um. He has some, um, aliases.
1: Really?
0: Um, Davis Bloom, the ultimate destroyer. Um, he, um, has a team affiliations with the secret society of supervillains as well as the suicide squad. So yeah, he, he has affiliations. It's just, um, he, he, lives to, he lives to kill off superheroes. So, wow. That's why he's my number three.
1: Mm. Hmm. Alright, my number three is Apocalypse. Hmm, tell us about Apocalypse. He's an ancient mutant. He's the first mutant, supposedly, to ever be born on Earth. He has a variety of superhuman abilities. Um. He further augmented himself after merging with celestial technology. He likes to work on himself. If he actually goes to a zone where he has to, like, rest for a thousand years or so. Like, he almost... It's like to make him younger. Mm -hmm. Um, The character has total control over the molecules in his body, enabling him to alter his form and suits whatever suits him, such as allowing his body to become extremely malleable and flexible or change its size and enhance its physical abilities. He can transform his limbs into weapons, wings, jets. He can regenerate from fatal injuries, Mm -hmm. adapt his body to apparently any disease or hostile environment. Um... He has basically every... He can give himself any physical superhuman power. He can absorb, project, display telepathy, telepathy, Mm -hmm. telekinesis. Um, He's very good with technology. He can create technology. He knows a lot about it. And, yeah, thanks to the aid of his mutant abilities and his regeneration chamber is what he goes into. Um, He's made himself effectively immortal.
0: Um so how did he kinda of get introduced into comics with X Factor Five and Six? How's the way they kind of introduced him?
1: They kinda of brought him in as he has this grand scheme. He always has his his four horsemen. I
0: was just about to
1: say that. He always has those. Mm-hmm. I and mean, no matter what he's doing, he has to have his four horsemen, kind of the Dark Riders. <laughs> the play by the Bible. Yeah christianity he has he's apocalypse with his four horsemen and like we talked about in the last podcast possibly we can see that in the next movie um mm-hmm. x-men what is it apocalypse
0: uh, yeah it's x-men apocalypse yeah we talked about that last time with nightcrawler and stuff mm-hmm. um very good
1: oh he also created well he didn't create but his right hand man most of the time is Sinister, Mr. Sinister,
0: which mm. we'll have to talk about him
1: some more. Sometime. And uh, Ozzy Mendeus. Ozzy Mendeus. Do you know that Wolverine was actually one of his, his horsemen of death?
0: Really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Mr. Sinister, dude. I like Mr. Sinister.
1: He's interesting. Yeah. He was in that Deadpool game. From what I? Remember. Oh, really? Yeah. I never played that. Um, yeah.
0: Anyway, my number two, I actually have a tie. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't decide. My number two, I have Thanos and Apocalypse as a tie. Um, we've already talked quite a bit about um, Thanos, and while it's fresh on my mind, so some of the few other things about Apocalypse um, is that uh, you know he has a molecular self manipulation, um, immortality. You already talked about that, superhuman physical attributes, teleportation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, energy manipulation. Um, Healing factor, ge- genius level intellect, um, and he's so powerful um, and and so great. Um, I had to put him as at number two, and I put Thanos as number two, um, even with the Infinity Gauntlet. Even um,
1: without um, the Infinity Gauntlet.
0: With the Infinity Gauntlet, I have him as number two because I think Galact- <laughs> 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 Uh Anyway. <Spoiler. laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll talk about that uh, next one, but that, that was my number two. <laughs> All
1: right, my number two is Anti Monitor, mm-hmm. um, one of the most formidable foes ever faced in the DC universe. Um, he's directly responsible for more deaths than any other known DC supervillain, having destroyed thousands of universes. And there's a comparison to him and Galactus from the Marvel universe, except for Anti Monitor is able to. With every planet he destroys, he gets that much more powerful. Yep. It's not like that power can sustain, yep. but he becomes more powerful by each universe he absorbs.
0: And which with which Galactus, Galactus has to feed on the universe. So he's constantly yeah. having to yeah. to to consume universes and planets. And that's just to live. So that's he just to live. That's yeah. just for him to um
1: yeah. Yeah, and my anti monitor was responsible for the death of Barry Allen on um, the Flash. Yep. Um, because he had to travel to multiverse ahead, and anyways, in addition to possessing vast size, which he's huge, and he vastly he has way past superhuman strength, extraordinary, extraordinary durability. Um, he withstands blows from Superman like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. He just he even survives a blue star going supernova like oh, it's nothing. yeah. And he has the ability to produce destructive bolts of energy. I mean, he's just he's basically DC's powerhouse. Oh nice for super villain. yeah,
0: which um I would think that Marvel's um, uh, powerhouse for villains is my number one which is Galactus. In case you were on the edge of your seat wondering who my number one was going (laughs) to be, it was Galactus, um, basically because he feeds on human, um, or not human, he feeds on um, worlds and universes. Um, He has the ability for reality, um, alteration, uh, energy, matter, and life force manipulation, his cosmic awareness, his telepathy, his telekinesis, and he's huge um, to the point where he has to eat um, or right. feed on planets uh, to survive. And it's not that he's, he's doing it to survive. He's not doing it to um, just do, it. Do, do it. And um, that's why he isn't on like the list for top five insane or anything like that, because he's not insane. He does feel some kind of remorse for it. But this is the top five powerful. So when, when you think about that, and when you encompass all that into a powerful supervillain, Galactus really is the epitome of power. Um, so that's why he's my number one.
1: That's my number
0: one. Oh, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thanos wielding the Infinity Gauntlet ranked him roughly on the same scale as the Power of the Celestials, Stranger, Odin, Zeus. I mean, that's the kind of... And Galactus is right above that. Yeah. I mean, he's right up there. I mean, he has to store planets. He created the Silver Surfer. <laughs> In fantastic... Yeah, I can say that. Fantastic yeah. four forty eight. I didn't I,
0: I was making sure I switched the trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean
1: he's super powerful. because we you know how powerful a Silver Surfer is. Mm-hmm. And now he's just taking a small portion of himself to make him Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, yeah and, and the Watcher was in that issue as well.
1: Mm-hmm. The he's Watcher, he Watcher's
0: powerful, man.
1: man. His um races.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh but anyway, that's our top five. Oh, real fast. Real fast.
1: Galactus wields a power that we'll talk about more later on, but the cosmic energy.
0: Uh, yes, I Yes, cosmic. I, I said cosmic awareness. But, but he does have cosmic
1: awareness. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, during the Secret Wars, they were in a planet. Who knows where they were? Galactus was thrown into it. Mm-hmm. But he was able to summon his his spaceship, which is the size of the solar system, that actually found where Galactus was. Mm-hmm. He was able to use his instruments to kind
0: of... And, and, he, and he and he went to to escape with Von Doom. hmm Zoltan.
1: Well, Von Doom, like, infiltrated his mm-hmm.
0: system and... He, yep. Yeah. All right, oh, yeah. That's such a good series. Anyway, that's it for our top five. Let us know what you think about the top five, and we'll, we'll like to chat with you about that. Next is our trivia question. Trivia. Our trivia question. Oh, we need a little, like, cool little... Uh, zinger. Zinger. Um... Where's Robert? Where's Robert? Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's not here. Dang it. Anyway, um, our trivia question uh, this week is – we're going back to basics. Um, The question this week is, what does DC in DC Comics stand for? Um, I'm sure a lot of you know this. So the first one to let us know, you will be getting some comics from us, and um, we'll get those sent out as soon as possible. Um, as for a shout out this week, Omar, Omar Reyes, Omar Reyes, um, Omar retweets us often. He favorites our stuff. He deserves a shout out. Um,
1: go way back, way back, back to my kindergarten.
0: Ooh, Omar. Yeah. Omar's a friend. He's a good guy.
1: He is. And yeah, he might be one of the con with this as well.
0: Oh, really? That'd be cool. So, That'd be cool. We got to get him into this stuff, man. I know. We
1: need. I like don't know diversity. why he doesn't.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need some diversity with Omar. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, or, a or like, major. and or a fresh perspective, someone who's yeah. new to comics, who who doesn't really know too much, but um, is wanting to engage. I think that'd be awesome to have him on the like podcast. A
1: fresh, like a fresh slate is almost like a child. Yeah, yeah we we, we can nurture him from
0: our. Um, Room. Bosom? <laughs> I was gonna say bosom, but alright, throw that out there. Yeah, there it is. Back. Um, we'll, we'll, we 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 can nurture him like a child. So I just hope he to yeah, he'd probably turn red. Yeah. Or, or like a never mind. Uh <laughs> <laughs> like <a> kidney beans. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah. Omar's cool. Yeah. Um but anyway. That's it. That's all we got for this week. Um, sorry we're pre-recorded, so we weren't able to really talk about Gotham or, or Grimm or any shows that, that happened this week, but we were able to fill a full episode. So I hope you guys like it, and I hope you love it, and Rebels Unite. Rebels for
1: life.
0: See you later, guys.